0: Thanks for listening. The following is an audio presentation from High Country Christian Church. For more information, please visit www.highcountrychristian.com. Hey everybody, so good to be with you again today. Um, Excited about sharing the word with you for just a few more moments um, and, and hope you're really enjoying church in your living room uh, from virtual church. It's it's a little bit different, but uh, hey, we're rolling with it, right? We're not going to back off or retreat or do anything like that because uh, we believe that the church is the light of the world. Jesus has called us to go into all the world, and, and even though it looks a little bit different for us right now, that's what we're going to keep doing. So uh, it's great to have you with us. We're so glad that you've tuned in today. I want to share with you from the scripture today uh, and want to let you know that as we move forward through the next few weeks, I've actually got a little series of messages that I want to teach to you. And uh, we're going to do our best to intentionally stay connected, uh, even though there's some distance even though everybody's kind of holed up. But uh, we're committed to stay in the course and we're committed to, uh, during this time, to keep bringing you the word of God in an encouraging way so that your faith can be fed. We believe it's very important that uh, that we keep stirring up our faith during this time. It's uncertain in our country. Things don't look the way they did a week ago. But that's okay because God has not changed and his word has not changed. So we're gonna keep uh, moving forward. I wanna start with you a three-part Series today that I'm calling Quarantined How to Thrive Behind Closed Doors. How to Thrive Behind Closed Doors. I believe God has not called us simply to survive difficult times, but He's actually called us as the body of Christ to thrive in every single environment. No matter where you look in church history, Uh, no matter what the opposition looked like against the church, the church always rises to the top. The church always wins because we're the body of Christ. We're his representation here in the earth. And so I believe you haven't been called to just, you know, sit on the sidelines and atrophy and be nervous and be full of fear. You're called just like everybody else in the body of Christ is called to thrive no matter what things look like in the world around us. Can you say amen? Touch your neighbor on your couch. And say amen, hallelujah. So, we want to talk to you, and we're starting a three part series. We're going to look at three different scenarios in the Bible where people were isolated, where they were quarantined. Today, we're going to look at the prophet Elijah. Next week, we're going to look at Jonah. And most of the kids that are watching from the couch right now know who Jonah was. He was the guy that got trapped in the belly of a big fish for three days. Well, how many of you know he learned something while he was in the belly of the fish for three days? And then we're going to talk about Paul and Silas. They were quarantined in a jail cell, and they learned how to praise their way out of that situation. So we're going to look at those stories in the coming weeks, but we're going to start by looking at Elijah. So I want you to turn, if you would, in your Bible to 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19, and we're going to begin reading in verse 9, and we're going to read down through verse 13. There's some amazing things we can learn in this passage. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 9, and again, I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it reads in verse 9, "...and there he went into a cave." and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Verse 11, Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. This is God talking now. He says, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Such an interesting passage of Scripture, isn't it? It's one that maybe we haven't read before, or if we have read it, it's been a long time. But there's some amazing truths that we can learn here, and I want to give you a little bit of backstory about what's happening in Elijah's life when he finds himself at the entrance of this cave. Elijah, first of all, has arguably the most profound prophetic ministry in the Old Testament, he has one of the strongest, most prolific miracle ministries, really, in the whole Bible. But this, in this story, we don't find him as the conquering prophet. We don't find him as the guy who just killed all the prophets of Baal. We don't find him as the hero. We find him vulnerable and intimidated. Many, if not most of us, are going to identify with Elijah in this story. Verse 10, look what he says, the very last line Elijah is talking to God. He's getting all this stuff off of his chest. He's frustrated. He doesn't know what to do. And look at the last thing that he says. He said, I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. That's a very, very telling statement. There's a lot that we can learn from what, Isaiah, from what excuse me Elijah is going through right now. He's quarantined himself in a cave. probably feels a little bit like you feel right now probably haven't gone out a whole lot. You're probably getting tired of your living room, right? I know I am. I'm getting a little tired of it, but that's okay. He's quarantined himself into a cave, and this backstory is really, really interesting. He's running from a wicked queen named Jezebel, and he's running, watch this, he's running from someone who wants to take his life so he's he's holed up in a cave. He's quarantined in a cave. A lot like you. A lot like me. We're isolated. We're in this small space. And uh, there's something out there in the world around us that wants to take our life, just like Jezebel did with Elijah. There's a situation going on in the world right now that's hungry to take the lives of people. How many of you know that the coronavirus didn't come from God? This is not his judgment on America. This is not his frustration with the human race. He's not trying to clean up the earth and purge things. I've seen a lot of things on social media. I've seen a lot of stuff all over talking about this being God's judgment. You know what? That's not true. The Bible says that Jesus, Jesus actually said in John 10 that it's the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he came that we would have life. The Bible says that God anointed, you can read in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And guess what he did? He went about doing good and healing everybody who was oppressed of the devil. Oppression comes from the devil. Coronavirus comes from the devil. The flu, cancer, every sickness, every symptom, the stomach bug, headaches, you name it. It comes from the devil, not from God. So, so Elijah, in this passage, is running from this wicked queen named Jezebel. He's holed up, like you and me, he's holed up in a cave. Thankfully, we, we at least have couches and chairs and stuff to sit on, and we have a streaming service so we can watch Netflix. But uh, Elijah didn't have Netflix, he had nothing. He was holed up in this cave, running from someone who wanted to take his life. I think that we can relate to him in this story, don't you? He's feeling a lot of the same feelings that you might be feeling right now. And I want to share this, and I want to just pastor you for a few minutes. Can I just do that? I just want to speak right into your situation, and if you're dealing with fear, I want to speak right into the middle of that fear so that you don't have to live there anymore. Elijah's feeling some stuff. He's feeling scared. He's feeling defeated. See, this is the guy who just a few chapters ago killed hundreds of prophets of Baal he he saw God move in such amazing ways on Mount Carmel he had an amazing experience with God and the whole nation saw it but now he's not feeling so triumphant I believe that Elijah in this verse is feeling kind of defeated he's feeling maybe confused confused like, why, Lord, why, why did, did I have such a glorious mountaintop experience with you on Mount Carmel, and now I just feel like I'm running from this crazy lady who wants to kill me. There's somebody out to get my life, and I'm feeling a little quarantined. He's feeling a little confused. He's feeling probably pretty exhausted. If you, read, if you read the earlier part of this verse, he actually ran for 40 days. An angel came and gave him food, and the food sustained him, and he ran for 40 days to get to this cave where he was. He's pretty tired. Lastly, he's feeling pretty alone. I want to speak to the people who maybe don't have a spouse or children in their life that they get to spend time with during this time of, of isolation. I want to speak to the person who's alone. I want to speak to the person who feels really isolated right now. We're going to see something in this passage that really will help us to remember that no matter how alone we feel, we're really never alone. You may not have a husband to lean on, a wife to lean on. You may not have kids around you that are happy and they're just happy to be home from school for all these days on end. Maybe you're feeling isolated right now. I want to speak right into your world and tell you that you are not alone. Just like Elijah was, he felt alone, but was he really alone? Of course he wasn't, because God was in the cave with him, because the voice of the Lord was speaking to Elijah in the cave with him. And this is amazing. Look at verse 11. It says in verse 11, Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And watch this. This is interesting. Behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. This is amazing to me. Notice that the Lord passed by Elijah, but he remained. The Lord passed by, and then the mountains tore into pieces before the Lord. The Lord wasn't in the wind. The Lord wasn't in the chaos. The Lord was actually standing with Elijah. That's what I believe. It says that the Lord passed by Elijah, and then a wind came, and then an earthquake, and then a fire. All this stuff happened, but the Lord wasn't in any of the stuff. He wasn't in any of the chaos. He wasn't in any of the noise. He was actually with Elijah observing the whole thing. Notice what it says here. And behold, verse 11, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. I believe that when God came into that situation, he stood with his man. He stood with Elijah. And everything that was transpiring out in front of Elijah The Lord wasn't in it, but he was with Elijah the whole time. The Lord is not in the chaos, friend. He's not in the coronavirus. He's not in all the hysteria that's going on, but he is in you. Just as he was with Elijah, just as he never left Elijah in the chaos, the Lord will never leave you or forsake you. He's with you, and he's for you. So let me ask you this question. Why is this story so important? What's the big takeaway? What's the big idea that we want to come away from this story with? I'll tell you why it's important. It's important because this is an experience where Elijah learned to discern the voice of God in the middle of chaos. Notice what it says. I'm going to read verse 11 again. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains, and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind came an earthquake, and the Lord was not in the earthquake. Verse 12, and after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire came a still, small voice. You know what I think is so important about this verse and about this passage? Is that Elijah the mighty prophet, the guy who's already done so many amazing things and seen God move in incredible ways, no matter what, no matter what Elijah had already come through, he, he's already had some great experiences with the Lord. But even he, as seasoned as he was, still had to learn how to discern the voice of the Lord in the middle of chaos. That's what stands out to me so strongly in this verse, so strongly, rather, in this story, is that Elijah, I mean, even though he was an amazing guy, still had to learn how to discern the voice of God when there was a wind and an earthquake and a fire. No matter what's going on around you and I, we as the body of Christ still need to remember how to discern the word of the Lord on the inside. Most of us know how to hear God when things are great, but then we might lose our ability to discern his voice during the tough times. All those things Elijah experienced that we mentioned a few minutes ago, the fear, the defeat, the confusion, etc., they were competing for his attention and for his focus And that cave. And they're competing for your attention and for your focus today fear and discomfort, confusion, exhaustion, a feeling of being alone, that is a feeling that is competing for your focus and for your attention, my friend. But you and I, in the midst of this chaos, can be like Elijah, and we can learn how to discern the voice of God, to remember that he's never far away. He's never left us. He hasn't forsaken us. We might, our, our, our attention, our focus, we may be captivated with the earthquake. We may be captivated with the fire. We may be captivated with the wind. We may be captivated with the news. We may be captivated with the emails and all the stuff coming to us from every different angle. How many of you know the, the news media, they just don't let up? Your Instagram feed, it was designed to keep you glued to it. It's not gonna let up. And there's, this, there's so much negativity and there's so much stuff that's coming out in the world right now that gives us a reason to feel alone and a reason to feel afraid and confused. But I want to I wanna remind you that in the midst of that chaos, you and I can still discern the voice of the Lord. We can still know what God's voice sounds like even amidst the chaos. I'm going to tell you, it's a still small voice. God showed up in the chaos to remind Elijah how to hear his voice. I believe God wants to show up in your living room today or in your car or in your kitchen or wherever you find yourself right now. I believe God wants to show up right in the middle of your situation so that he can remind you how to hear his voice, so that he can remind you that he's still there. I believe there's something very interesting about this verse, and I'm going to, Wind up with this. We'll close this down here. Look at what Elijah, or excuse me, look at what God says to Elijah at the very beginning, and then he repeats it again at the very end of verse 13. He says it in verse 10, and then he says it again in verse 13. He says, What are you doing here, Elijah? I believe that God has a similar question for you and for me. The question is not what are we doing here? That was his question to Elijah. But I, I believe God's got a similar question for you and me. I believe God's question for us is what will you do while you're here? You and I may not be able to go to work like we normally do, or our kids can't go to school, we can't assemble, we can't, you know, so much of life has changed and we find ourselves in a situation that we are not used to being in. And it's uncomfortable and it's scary and there's all kinds of things that would cause worry and concern. But I believe God's got a question for us just like he had a question for Elijah. What will you do while you're here? We're going to be, you know, as far as we know, as far as the government has said, we're going to be quarantined for a little while as a a culture, as a nation. I want to encourage you to take this time and let it be more than a two-week vacation. Let it be more than just sitting on the couch, letting the days run by. Take some time to silence the voice of the world and get yourself to a place where you can remember what God's voice sounds like. Let's return to a place where we can discern the voice of the Lord again. I want to tell you the first place that you do that, the first place that you discern God's voice is in His Word. We were sitting with our kids this week. It's, it's for us. It's actually kind of been a pretty fun week. I'm a I'm such a family guy, uh, and, I, and not like the TV show, but I, I'm like a family oriented person. I love to be home with my family. I love having my kids close to me and my wife close to me. And so we've been just really enjoying the fact that we don't have to go to all these different events and functions and stuff. So we've been having quiet time and. I was sitting with my kids yesterday. We were sitting on the porch, having our quiet time together in the morning as a family. And I've been really intentional to teach the kids this week all about God's word and talk to them about the potency and the power and the potential that is found in the word of God. You want to to be like Elijah and discern the voice of the Lord? It's not going to come from paying attention to the noise. It's not going to come from paying attention to the earthquake and the fire and the wind. It's going to come from paying attention to the still, small voice. Well, Pastor Josh, how do I find the still, small voice? Start right here. Start in these pages. I like what one famous preacher says. He says, open up the Bible to any page. Doesn't matter which one you pick. Open up the Bible to any page, and God is speaking to you right now. Every word in Scripture is inspired by God and breathed by the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us. I was sitting with the kids yesterday on the porch and we were talking about the Word of God. We read in Psalms 119 verse 89 where the Bible says, Your Word, O Lord, is forever settled in heaven And I asked the kids, I said, kids, how do you change a bad situation into a good situation? And Abigail, my middle daughter, just looked me right in the eye and said, that's easy, daddy, you just speak the word. And I said, yeah, baby, you sure do. How are you and I going to get through the challenges of the weeks ahead? It's going to start by us reminding ourselves what the voice of God sounds like. Let's be like Elijah and, and discern the voice of God in the midst of all the chaos, how are we going to do that? We're going to find it in his word. We're going to start here. We're going to let him speak to us out of his word. You might say, Pastor Josh, I I don't even know where to begin. I'm telling you, you can start no matter where you turn in this Bible, you can find God on every page. I would encourage you, if you've never read the Bible before, maybe you're li- looking at me on this screen and you're like, I don't know who this guy is. I just randomly tuned. I got invited to come to this uh, you know, uh, live stream. I got a, somebody sent me this link and I just followed it here. Listen, if you don't know Jesus, if, you, if you've never read the Bible before, I want to tell you someplace you can, you can get real simple. Go to the book of John it's in the new testament it's the fourth book of the new testament and just start with john chapter 1 verse 1 and just read about jesus and let those pages just wash your heart let those pages cleanse you of all the fear and of all the all the concern and the worry and the agitation there is a very real situation going on in our world right now we don't want to downplay the reality of it but we do want to not let our heart get troubled by that. We want to stay focused and fixed on Jesus. So I encourage you, get in the Bible, get in the Scriptures. You you and Elijah, you're quarantined in a cave for a little while. But don't let that get you down. The, The wind is blowing, the earthquake's rumbling, the fire's going on outside your door, but God hasn't left you. He's standing right with you in the midst of this. Learn to discern His voice. Remind yourself what the voice of God sounds like again. Go to the Word. You'll find everything you need in that Word. Now I want to pray for you as we close this, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you again for being with us. Thanks for taking some time out of your Sunday morning to spend time with us virtually. If I could give you a hug, I would. I really would. I love you. I really would. But I want you to take some time this week, get into the Word Get into the Scripture and and remind yourself what the voice of God sounds like. Be like Elijah. He was smart. He learned to hear the still, small voice of God in the cave. Now, we're going to talk in the coming weeks. Again, we're going to talk about Jonah, who who was another guy that was quarantined, and he learned a pretty amazing lesson. We're going to talk about Paul and Silas. Those guys were quarantined too, and they learned an amazing lesson lesson about praise. But I want to take this moment and close us in prayer today. And I want to pray for you. I'm going to ask you, if you're a family and you're together with your kids on the couch, or if, if you know maybe your kids are playing on the floor, that's what my kids like to do. So if maybe your kids are playing on the floor. I want to ask everybody to just take a moment and gather your family together. Whoever you're with, just take a moment. Let's get quiet before the Lord. Let's turn off any sounds, any toys, anything that's going nuts right now. Let's just turn it off. And let's take a moment to pray together as a family. Can we do that? Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you right now for every person who's listening or watching this stream today. Lord, I bless them. I speak your grace and your favor over them. I speak your protection over them over every household, over every family that's connected to High Country Christian Church, over every individual or family that's listening to this or watching this, anybody under the sound of my voice right now, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I speak protection over you in the name of Jesus. I thank you that the blood of our Lord Jesus surrounds you and creates a protective shield that the enemy cannot penetrate, that the coronavirus can't get through. I thank you, Father, for protecting your people. I bless them today. I speak favor into your life. No, your business is not going to go under. Your job is not going to get canceled. You're not going to be without help because the greater one lives inside of you. Because the Lord who is for you is going to be your shield and your protection. He's going to supply for every need that you have. I'm reminded of what Paul says in Romans chapter 8. He says, if God is for me, who can be against me? Lord, I thank you today that you are for us. That this virus and this global pandemic, this didn't take you by surprise. You haven't been moved off of your throne. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are the God that we can trust in day after day after day. And Lord, we give you the praise and the thanksgiving. I want to encourage you just where you sit, do something radical. Lift your hands right where you are on the couch or in your easy chair or maybe you're sitting on the porch listening to this. Let's just take a moment, just worship, just lift your hands before the Lord. Father, we bless you. We love you today. We trust in your word. We will not be shaken and we will not be moved by the things that we see. Lord, we give you all the praise and the glory for all that you've done, for all that you continue to do, and all that you will do in us, through us, and for us. We give you the praise and the thanksgiving for these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen and amen. Now listen, I want you to keep checking into virtual HCCC Virtual Church Online highcountrychristian.com forward slash virtual. Keep checking in because this is where we're going to be making all of our announcements. This is where we're going to keep in touch with you, especially those of you who don't have social media accounts like Instagram and Facebook. We want you to stay informed. So keep checking in to our virtual church, and that's where we'll make special announcements and talk about future services, and and we'll be be, uh, broadcasting continually from there for the time being. Amen. Listen, I'm Pastor Josh. As for me, for my wife, and our family, and our whole church family, we love you. Jesus loves you. We love you, and your life counts. Be blessed, and I'll see you again soon. We hope that this message inspired you and filled your heart with faith. If you would like to visit our church, check out www.highcountrychristian.com for service times and location information. Thanks again for listening to this audio presentation from High Country Christian Church, where Jesus loves you, we love you, and your life counts.